Aloha. Today's episode is brought to you by the Western Extension Risk Management Education Center, RASIP, USDA NIFA, and the University of Hawaii College of Tropical Agriculture and Human Resources and the Livestock Extension Group. Aloha and welcome to the Livestock Balaao, a podcast aimed to provide educational support, information, guidance, and outreach to our livestock stakeholders in Hawaii. We are your hosts, Mele Oshiro and Shannon Sand. And today we're going to be talking about a program called RCR, or Ranchers Connecting Ranchers with Kanoi Shuri. Thank you so much, Kanoi, for joining us today. Yeah, she is you. born and raised on Hawaii Island, and her and her family and herself, of course, has been part of the ranching community for generations. I can't even say how many generations could I could have been generations. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's our current, the current auditor for RCR program here in Hawaii. So thank you for joining us today, Kanoi. Hi, thank you guys. Um, so I, of course, I was born and raised here. I'm a third generation rancher. I grew up ranching and after I graduated high school, you know, I kind of took a turn and I um, really took an interest in the medical field. Oh. So currently right now I am in nursing school. I am taking classes at UH Hilo Yay. or actually UH Palamanui. Um, I, I love doing both. You know, I, I, I love coming There's home. There's no reason you can't do both. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we we need medical people as much as we need food. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I think if you can you can do both, I was like, that's even better. Yeah. Um, in November, I will be headed to Texas. I am gonna do an AI and palpation and ultrasound school oh, up there. Awesome. I'll be I'll be up there in November. And other than that, I I love the life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a busy life it is right oh, so busy. yeah very busy yeah it, yeah it sounds like it I was like that sounds like really exciting yeah so, so outside of going to school and helping on the ranch and doing everything else you also are part of the RCR program of ranches connecting ranchers you want to share with us about what the program is and yes of course um so I am the program manager of Hawaii for ranchers connecting ranchers um our main company is in California and I have a wonderful boss, Jennifer, her and her father came up with the program. And I got introduced to this program by my dad, Guy Shooty. Um, He kind of turned everything over to me. And I never really had an interest, you know, like I said, for the cattle until, you know, he taught us everything we know, you know, about cattle, and then it got a little bit deeper. So he taught us more about genetics and um, type of breeds and, you know, different things that we could improve in our own herd ourselves, and then implement that into all the cattle ranchers here in Hawaii as well. So Ranchers Connecting Ranchers is a program that offers a verification. So you can, you can be verified in um, USDA programs. You do get verified for source and age verification cattle. Um, you also get verified in a natural program. So what that does is it adds value to your herd. So, you know, whether you are raising cattle from when they're born until, or you're raising stalkers or, you know, finished cattle and mm -hmm. stuff, you can get more money for your animal. Uh, well, I mean, who, who doesn't like more money? <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. Um, so I go and I meet with different producers that are interested in the program. We do have some competitors. A lot of people are familiar with IMI or GAP. 
um, they are a part of the same little hui that is also the same as, you know, RCR. Um, with RCR, I would say I gained a lot of friends and, you know, whether they're older and whether they're they're younger and mm-hmm. I get to meet a lot of different people and I get to learn about how they work their cattle and how they do things and, you know, what kind of protocols that they follow. And then I, you know, give them some advice of, hey, let's try and do this and let's put you on a program and let's get you, you know, a little bit more money for your animals, you know? Mm-hmm. And while you are, you know, taking your time and putting in your blood, sweat, tears, you know, late nights, long days, all of that good <laughs> stuff, um, you know, rewarding them for raising the perfect animal. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think that's a good point because I don't think everybody realizes how much work goes into sometimes on the backside of producing these animals. Right. And so they don't always get credited for those types of things, which is important for them, uh, for a producer to realize that there are, you can, you can get credited for those types of things. Yeah. Yes. Very good. And those, the third party certifications like RCR, which is what I'm going to assume it's, it is. And I was like, it does add a lot of value to it because it gives that extra extra little like stamp of approval mm-hmm. or like I, words today are not my right. thing. <laughs> I like, think I know what you mean. Certification along the mm-hmm. way as that animal goes through the process of the, yeah. the industry. So I'm like, it does, yeah. it does add value to it for the rancher and stuff. I think that they yes. definitely can do a lot. So, you know, yes. So yeah. I took over ranchers, connecting ranchers from my dad. It's been about four years now. Oh, and yeah. We started implementing, you know, different protocols to mm-hmm. other producers or other ranchers, and we in- influenced them, you know, to try a different vaccination, you know, protocol. We also implement them on a feed program. So it makes it easier for, you know, buyers around the whole island, you know, no matter where you go, a lot easier for when they do get shipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they become feed bunk verified that's also another verification that we do and it just like I said you know it just helps out the buyers and helps them that their cattle won't lose their shrink on the boat and they already know how to eat they know what food is yeah yeah right yeah important right for your buyers because your consistency and then just completeness across your whole herd right you want everybody to kind of be in that same standard you just you're able to kind of group things together a little bit easier and, you know, makes everything more uniform. Yeah. For uniform it knowing, goes to the yeah, mainland and exactly. stuff. And it's yes. just, yeah. Just more uniform product across the board. It, it mm-hmm. just increases your chances of having a, a premium for that. So. Yeah. 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 Very, very important. I think too, to have them accustomed to that feed going across during that shipments is a big, oh a big my, thing yeah. for them to get accustomed to. So yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. So if a rancher wants to be part of your program, then are, are yes. there certain requirements? I mean, you, see, you said that there's different verifications throughout mm-hmm. the program. So can you, you want to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what's required or what, what, if they want to get involved, what should they do? Yeah. Um, so along with the program, I do a tracking side of the program. So nice. we do have a lot of ranchers that aren't so tech savvy and <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know how to delete or backspace or <laughs> so we do have you know a lot of 
older ranchers that they don't really know how to keep track of their stuff besides a notebook or whether they just learned how to keep it in their phone and their notes and stuff. So what I do is I will follow my producer around and they'll call me up and say, hey, Kanoi, we're going to brand this weekend or hey, Kanoi, um, I'm going to AI this weekend or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'll go and I'll start to track all of that. Um, Some of them only want to do the grass fat side and only the stalker side. So they get put on another branch of RCR the side that wants to sell weanoffs. So the program is, it's not picky, but it does um, favor a genetic more than the other, which is Angus, anything (laughs) black Angus, red Angus, um, all that good stuff. Um, So unless you have those good genetics and, you know, when I come and do the field, field audit, I will, you know, just look through the herd and I'll just give you recommendations like, hey, um, you know, this animal doesn't fall in the program, but you'll still get a good price for it. But let's try and stick to more of a black Angus bull or let's try and stick to, you know, a red Angus bull or, you know, what do you think about removing this cow from your herd? You know, just Mm -hmm. so you do get that premium price. Right, right. Um, as far as, as your question of anybody that can join it. Yeah. Anybody can join it. It just depends on what you want as a producer for your cattle and your herd. Mm -hmm. So it's not just for folks that are wanting to export animals out of the state. If they're maintaining a grass finish herd here, they can still be part of the program. Yes. So, um, I don't only do the audits here in Hawaii. I have producers in Maui. I have producers in Kauai. um, And I have about 127 producers. That's all on the program. And half of them only do uh, finished cattle, which is okay. Mm -hmm. But they do have that, you know, certification and they do have that paper background and all of their, um, they do have all their paper background and their tracking for their cattle that can follow them, whether it's to the slaughterhouse or whether it's to the next person. Mm, okay. I think Shannon and I have done a couple of podcasts talking about record keeping because I think, <laughs> yeah. um, Shannon's, a, yeah, from Florida where she comes from and from here everywhere, you know, record keeping is not always on the top priority of everybody's list. And I I tell you what, like, it's really important. Even like you said, some folks are not used to using the technology that we have. If you have a phone or whatever, but just having a little notebook, I'm proud of paper and a pencil. It's like, that's a record. Right. And like when you, someone like you, when they want to come into a program and you come and be like, well, how many animals do you have? You know, some folks can't even answer that sometimes, you know, and that to me is like very important because not just for breeding and, you know, the health of your herd, but if something happens, there's some tragedy, there's a fire, Mm-hmm. You can't even go and apply for like some kind of program because you don't know how many yeah, animals you don't you have. know. So yeah. record keeping is so important. Yeah. yeah. Even but if it's anyways. just in a notebook, I do think that yeah. like that's yeah. Oh, it's yeah. helpful. Yeah. Sometimes I see? have to go yeah. back to the old school and I have to yeah. use pen and a paper and yeah. it just processes easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's what works, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a couple of different routes you can take with an RCR, including like local, um, local finished beef, like you said. So I'm just, I'm curious about kind of the, the differences and like, is 
one more difficult than the other to get for your RCR certification or I don't know. Um, I feel like I have a lot of questions in my head going on right now. So I'm going to start with those. <laughs> I was like, I'm just curious. It's it's actually all the same. The audit is the same. There is no oh, okay. you know, That's nice. audit or checklist that you do have to fill out. Um, the only thing when I do come and do your field audit, you know, I will take a look if you do have, of course, it's a natural program. So there is no hormones, no antibiotics, no blended feeds, no um, cedars, lutealize, all of that good stuff. Um, so there is parts where I will have to check and, um, some of my producers that choose the tracking side, they do AIs. So of course they do have hormones. They do have the cedar and they do have the lutealize. Um, so they'll fall in a different category. Although their calf isn't getting the hormones, the cow still gets the hormones. So Mm -hmm. I, what I tell my producers is I don't care about how much cows you have. I do. I do care about how much cows you have, but I care about the calf that it produced. As long yeah. as that baby raises a hundred percent on your property, no hormones, no antibiotics, none of that good stuff, you know, you will get your premium price. So what I guess is, um, how long is the process then if someone wants to get part in part of the verification process? Is that a long, how, yeah. how long does that take for them to get their operation under the program? Um, so the process starts with an application. So you'll just fill out an application and it just gives me kind of a little template of getting to know you, you know, know the producer, know the rancher, um, get a, you know, um, a, an idea of how much cattle, you know, you're raising, where your properties are, you know, where your pastures are and, um, you give me a little window of your calving dates. But after your application, um, you can email it. Everybody just drops it off. (laughs) Everybody just drops it off my house. Everybody knows where I live. Um, After the application, I'll go and schedule your onsite checklist. With COVID, it made it a little harder. Um, Mm -hmm. I had to go off of pictures. I had to go off of Zoom meetings or I had to go off of FaceTimes, which now it's a lot easier. So now that I can travel to Oahu, not Oahu, um, Maui. made it a little easier that I can travel to yeah. Maui and Kauai. Um, yeah. so I can be on site and do it now. Yeah. I would imagine that's a lot easier than, a- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, FaceTime and zoom is great, but it's not always the same, right? <laughs> Especially yeah, when you're trying same. to evaluate animals. It's very different. Yeah. Objects <laughs> in the mirror seem closer than they appear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right (laughs) well and especially if you get someone I mean like not everybody can like honestly sometimes I have a hard time flipping my camera when I'm facetiming my family to the back or something to show them and back I'm like so yeah and half the time you know there's no service so connection is always failing and all that good yeah 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 so you you're statewide then you're as an auditor you have statewide responsibilities yes So does part of that include, because I feel like that's a discussion that we've had a lot lately at like the Palhanas and different things is, I'm going to go off topic here a second, is, um, oh, help me with words, Melee. Um, I don't know what you're trying to say. I know. (laughs) I was like, um, animal handling, animal welfare. Oh, yeah. So it's like, is, is that part of the process? Is that included in part of the certification is some like animal welfare training or whatever? Because I feel like 
Yes. That, those seem to be buzzwords that are going around a lot lately. I mean, they've right. been going around for years, but it seems mm-hmm. to become, seems to be on another round where like it's, people are talking about it a lot. So yeah. Yes. And no, it, it's not a part of the program, but it is a part of the program. It, it just okay. kind of depends. Yeah. I think that's important because like being the BQA coordinator in the state yeah. too, like I know you guys are all BQA because you guys came to the certification with mm-hmm. our training. Um, <laughs> but that's another, I mean, on the consumer's um, view of things, right? Yeah. Being a part of these third party certifications, the RCR program or anything else, it's um, it has, you know, with the BQA stuff, it has increased their um, trust and and ability, yeah. you know, to understand the beef production and right. just everything that goes into it. So I think it's important when you have these things. And sometimes it does put a little bit um, better view on a, the producers because, you know, not not to say that they're not doing what they should be doing regardless. They are. But then just being part of those types of certifications, you know, it, it increases the consumer perception of um, the production Confidence, process. Yeah. And whatnot. Right. So, right. Yeah. Very good. Well, is there anything else you want to share about the program? Um, so there is there is an annual fee. Um, mm-hmm. So most programs, they do 18 months or 16 months. Oh. So we're a 12-month program. Um, it expires one year after you sign up and you'll get a letter of certification. You'll get, you know, certificates for your cattle that are audited mm-hmm. A lot of people do ask, hey, if you audited my cattle in 2020 and they are almost 30 months and my program is expired, are those cattle still covered? Yes, they are still covered because I did see them, you know, back in 2020 when you your program was um, was current mm-hmm. um, and you can still take the animal to the cell barn, whether it's to the slaughterhouse or, mm-hmm. you know, wherever they may go with their animals. and. Um, that's one of the biggest questions I do get of, Hey, you know, I raised out this animal a year and a half later or two years later or two and a half years later is my pro is my certification still valid? Yes. So the new annual fee would be for additional animals. In other words, into a, pro- into the program, then is that what the, the fees? Are? Um, so your annual like fee. For- yeah, your annual fee is basically the same. You don't pay anything less. You don't pay anything more. You don't get deducted or you don't get, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Penalized? Yeah. You don't get penalized for, you know, if you are expired and you want to get back on, or mm. if you decide I'm going to keep cattle this year and next year, I'm going to sell again. So I'll renew my program. You can renew at any time. You know, it's not, you have to sign up a year later. Um, there is different prices for, um, producers. So we changed this only because a lot of our producers here are hobby herds and, you know, some people bring (laughs) us two calves a year or, you know, five calves a year or even one calf a year. (laughs) And, um, we changed the pricing. So pricing, you know, basically varies of how much head you have. That makes sense. So yeah. does that does that fee include like you coming out to do the auditing every year, basically, and helping them like set up and make sure all their certification and their their protocol, I think is the terminology I'm looking for, uh, mm-hmm. is like kind of in order and ready to go. 
<clears throat> the only time RCR does charge for traveling is if I have to fly to Maui or Kauai. So okay. that gets inputted into the, the cost. cost of their audit. Mm. Um, anything here. So if you want to do any of the tracking, it's a little different. So I would be subcontracted out from RCR and then the tracking will come separately on. So you can help people that need help with like setting up some of that stuff then. Yeah. And okay. Right. Yeah. But as long as, you know, if you're a part of this is, this is where it gets tricky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when say you sell to a buyer or you sell to livestock services, which is my dad, Guy Shudi. Mm -hmm. You sell to him. You want me to do all the paperwork. I do all the paperwork for the producer, no matter what. It's anything outside that's additional. That's where the tracking will be different. Well, it sounds like um, a very beneficial program for folks here. And I'm glad that you were able to come on to share about it because I don't know that everyone really knows what RCR is. You know, I didn't know it was here and I saw... Um, I think a post of yours and I was like, wait, what's this? And then, so I said, well, we need to have her come on and talk about the program because I think it's important. You know, we have folks that, um, like you said, have one, two animals and others that have two, three, 400 animals yeah. that, you know, are needing to, um, be able to have some help and guidance on certain things. So I think that's very important for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you, Shannon. Did you have anything else to ask? Kanoi? Not that I can think of. Is there anything mm -hmm. we missed? Kanoi? Um, I don't think so, but let's talk cattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I think that's an, you know, and I, I think so for those that are listening at this time, you know, we, uh, if you don't know who Kanoi's dad is, yes, he's a buyer and shipper. Um, so is another person that, you know, I think is a good resource if you're wanting to, um, <clears throat> get into the business of exporting animals uh, or cattle, especially out of the state, because Ms. Shannon mentioned the uniformity of the animals going out. Oh, yeah. I think that's an important part, you know, understanding that, right? What the buyers and shippers want to and what the guys on the other end want, right? Because otherwise nobody's going to want your cattle. No. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, because we are, you know, so physically isolated, like, yeah there are like minimum amounts that, that, that I'm, I'm making assumptions here, Kanoe. So correct me if I'm wrong, what little I know about it. I was like, you know, there are minimum amounts you need to ship, right? So you gotta, to make it worth it for anybody's while. Right. So I know a lot of times people pull together and ship, ship loads and stuff as well. So, um, that uniformity across that, which I'm, which is, seems like part of what your program is for, you know, really, I would imagine it really helps. You know, yeah, th that's that. that's the perfect word to use is, you know, uniform. And, yeah. um, you know, what my dad does here when he does ship, it's everything is separated, you know, whether it's four ways or five ways or six ways. And yeah. he's I always tell him he's my walking Google and he's you know, so knowledgeable <laughs> and, you know, anything that experiential knowledge from like oh, family yeah. and friends and stuff. Very yeah. valuable. There's there's Very a lot good. of people that just pull up and are my friends too. And, you know, they'll come and ask him for advice of, you know, everything yeah. and cattle. And he's, he's a really great resource for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are too. It sounds like. So, yeah. like <laughs> so we'll have to pull that in on uh on a podcast. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to get him on a podcast. I'm like, but I am pretty sure Kanoi will come on, but I don't know he about loves, that. He, he, he will really like it. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. We'll have to get him on <laughs> oh, nice. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today, Kanoi. Thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciated it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. So, all right. We hope our listeners found this informative and it'll be useful to their herd management plans in the future. Also, if you have not already done so, please be sure to fill out our feedback fest to let us know your thoughts about this podcast. We will be starting a new round soon. Um, so we know what you'd like to hear more of. And Mele. make Yeah, make sure to follow us on our social media pages, the Livestock Fallout and yeah. Livestock Extension Group. If you haven't already, be sure to visit the UHCTAR Extension website and our YouTube channel listed in the show notes. For additional information about this topic, see the show notes of the podcast and the description box of our YouTube page. Thanks for listening to the Livestock Vala Owl. And before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast. That's us, by the way, by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening to this and then stay tuned for next month's episode. Thanks again to our sponsors, the Western Extension Risk Management Education Center, Western Regional Agricultural Stress Assistance Program, USDA NEPA, the Livestock Extension Group, and CTAR. Ahoy ho, mahalo for listening. Ahoy ho!